Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day out there. The markets, you know, didn't have a fantastic day, but it could have been a lot worse here for our major indexes. We finished well off the lows and really just about at the highs of the session today. After this morning, we got the latest round of inflation data back, as you've likely seen by now, another big increase month over month. And then the big one, of course, up 7.9% year over year, the highest here in 40 years. Uh, And really some interesting narratives trying to be spun out there. Of course, you know, Biden in the White House had to make their comments on it. And keep in mind, the the Russian and Ukraine conflict did not start until you know the very end of February, really. So a whole lot of these numbers were already in before uh, that that conflict began. So I think most people would agree that inflation's only going to get worse here in March for month over month and year over year data. And we already know that, of course, the way that the Fed measures this is so heavily manipulated. The fact that they're even telling us that inflation is at 7.9%, well, you know it's a whole lot higher out there. If you've been, obviously, to the gas station, if you've been grocery shopping, really, if you're buying just about anything, you know that inflation is higher than 7.9% year over year, or whether you're renting an apartment trying to buy a house, trying to buy a car, any of the essential things that you need to do, you know, inflation is much, much higher. But back to the narratives here, of course, from the Twitter account of the president, I won't say it's actually Biden tweeting from there. I doubt that he really even knows how to use Twitter, much less probably most modern phones, uh, if we're being totally honest here. But he called the price increases, the the reason behind inflation being so high, he called them Putin's price hikes. <laughs> you know, that was probably some junior level staffer in reality. But like I said, calling them Putin's price hikes is incredibly, incredibly deceptive. And unfortunately, there are a whole lot of people out there who are going to buy into that narrative, you know, and not blame the White House's policies, not blame government ineptitude here. Just absolutely. I mean, even going back before the Biden administration, Trump's only one guy. He could only have done so much. The spending levels from our government have gotten out of control and the monetary policies, the fiscal policy is out of control. Trump could only do so much. Uh, This is the government's fault here. And I mean, to put it as simply as I possibly can, that's oversimplifying it to a major degree. But that is the truth. Of course, you know, we've got a great smart money audience here. uh, So I know that none of you are buying into this nonsense. But that's not going to stop the globalist and the elitist, the, the ruling class, if you will, from trying to put this narrative past you. They're going to try every trick in the book to make it seem as if it isn't their fault. Blame it on Russia. Blame it on 
blame it on Trump, blame it on whoever they want to, uh, to take the spotlight off of them. Projection times a hundred there is exactly what they're going for. Now, as much as I hate to say it from here, now that we do have the Russian Ukraine conflict, and even though we're only 10 days into March here, I think it's safe to say that next month's data is going to come back even worse. And you know, it's funny, right before I got on the podcast, I was uh, I was just walking downstairs, saw happened to see Bloomberg on and Christine Laggard t- from her meeting this morning. I caught part of it before the open, uh, but they were highlighting a clip of her saying that inflation will stabilize around 2%. Okay, I mean, I who's to say? Maybe in a year from now it will. And sure, certainly would love to see that. And it likely will even stabilize below 2%. But that's where they try to get you as well. They'll ignore the fact that, you know, over two years, inflation is up exponentially. But in year over year terms, it's only up 2%. It's called rate of change inflation. Prices are not going down. But they'll only show you the short term scale. So it looks like prices aren't up as much. Now, you might be paying $5 a gallon at the pump, but it's only up 2% from where it was last year, regardless of the fact that it's up 50% from two years ago, right? They completely ignore that. Uh, So they'll try to tell you they won the inflation battle with statistics like that, but it's just manipulation through statistics. And it's not Incredibly difficult to do and incredibly difficult to look for if you know what you're looking for. And I'm sure many of you see it from the same point of view, but many, many will fall for that. So don't fall for it when they try to tell you that they won the battle against inflation. It's their favorite scam uh, and it's time to start calling them out on it, really. I mean, look back at the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar. That's all you have to look at. Since 1913, the creation of the Federal Reserve, the U.S. dollar has lost some 98% of its purchasing power since that time. Uh, Is it just a coincidence that the Federal Reserve was created at that time? That doesn't seem likely. It seems pretty, pretty intentional. But that being said, let's take a look at our market action on the day because like I said earlier, the markets didn't like this news but it could have been a lot worse. We got a solid rally into the close today, taking all of our major indexes to finish at or near their highs of the day today. We did close in the red across the board, but good to see that rally into the end. Uh, So today we were led by the small caps, which have been leading, uh, still down just over two-tenths of 1% to 2011. We were followed there by the Dow, down 0.34% to 33,174. Next up was the S&P 500, down about just over four-tenths of 1% to 4,259. And lastly, the NASDAQ, down a little less than 1% to 13,129. And another good thing that we're seeing here, you know, if we, if we had had a rough day today, we're still hanging out near our February 24th lows. But we've been able to hold those levels, and we really need to see those hold here. As long as we're below the 200-day moving average, which we are right now, we know we've got a lot of work to do, but we want to see the recent levels hold and then make higher highs and higher lows 
from there. But as long as we're below the 200-day moving average, it makes it difficult to be aggressively long this market. You know, still pick your spots. There's some great opportunity out there. We've seen it in the energy stocks. We've seen it in uranium. We've seen it in the miners. We've seen it in precious metals. So certainly there's opportunity out there, but we need to see our markets play some catch up here. But interestingly today, I found this really interesting. Even with our markets lower and the poor data coming out, and of course, you know, headlines across the world about Russia and Ukraine, the VIX actually fell today. The VIX was down 6.8%, hitting a 30 now, which this is interesting. Running the chart of this, you know, before the February 24th lows, we were looking for our markets to hold the January 24th lows. Well, on January 24th, was the same day that the VIX had its most recent peak. Since then, even with our markets breaking below their, their January 24th lows, the VIX has not broken above those highs. And since then, has made uh, lower highs since that point. So that is a pattern that we want to see continue from here. So we're watching the February 24th lows to hold for our markets. We want to see the January 24th highs in the VIX hold as well. That's an important pattern that we're looking for here. We're all about pattern recognition in our system. But overall, like I said, as long as we're below the 200-day moving average, uh, we want to be we want to pick our spots carefully. But overall, we remain at seven out of 12 VRA investing system screens bullish right now. As long as we remain above six out of 12 screens bullish, then we want to remain positive for the futures, uh, future of our market. So stay tuned with us here. Uh, we will certainly be telling you exactly what we're seeing based off the VRA inv investing system every day here at the market close. And if you want our full in-depth research, join us for two free weeks at vrainsider.com. Uh, we'll make sure that you're positioned correctly for whatever comes next here. Looking at our internals on the day now, you know, we didn't get great numbers here, but for a day like today, certainly not bad at all. And for a down day, this is continued improvement from the internals, even though they weren't fantastic. So declining stocks did beat out advancing stocks on the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but this is what I'm talking about when I say they're not all that bad. It's not the two to one negative or three to one negative type of days that we've seen. This is much more improved, uh, really, I mean, pretty close to even on the NYSE, a little bit worse on the NASDAQ, but not awful. Um, so to see that improvement, and also this morning, they were roughly two to one negative. So they improved a lot into the close as well, which is good to see. New 52-week highs lows came back negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. But that's about to be expected. You got a whole lot of stocks at 52-week lows right now. So that's going to take some time to catch up. Uh, and lastly here, volume, perhaps the most impressive of the day. We almost got back to even here on the NYSE, just slightly negative, uh, but like very similar to advanced decline. We were roughly two to one negative earlier in the session to, to come all the way back and finish almost even on a down day. It's not too bad at all. And we were also over two to one negative earlier in the session for the NASDAQ. Uh, still, you know, closer to two to one negative, but we did 
finish better. So certainly not all bad out there today. Looking at our sectors on the day, just until the close, we had six out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher. So just looking at that, you might have thought that we finished positive on the day. Uh, but we finished ultimately with five out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Those were energy, consumer discretionary, utilities, real estate, and materials. And then our laggards on the day, not what you want to see. Tech did lead the way lower, and we had the semis leading tech lower, uh, which we've seen here for a little while. That's another pattern that we want to see change here. The semis were down over 2% on the day. Then we were followed there by consumer staples, financials, and communication services. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold now up just over six tenths of 1%, holding above $2,000 an ounce right there right now, almost exactly at $2,000 an ounce. Silver, up pretty big, just over 1.5% to $26.22 an ounce. Copper up as well uh, by 1.45% to $4.63 a pound. And oil falling again today. And as much as we like energy stocks here, oil has gone on enough of a run right now. We're still above $100 a barrel, which makes these companies extremely profitable over what they've they've gone through since the peak in 2014 where we had oil at over $100 a barrel as well they've downsized these companies a lot raised cash seen a ton of mergers and acquisitions in this space a lot of these companies have you know reformatted their companies to where they would be profitable with oil at 40 50 60 dollars a barrel so everything over that is just a bonus so at $100 a barrel we still remain extremely bullish on these, so we certainly wouldn't mind seeing the price of oil fall a little bit here. Just bring the, you know, bring down gas prices, bring down energy costs. That is what the American people need right now. So we certainly don't hate seeing that oil now down two point eight percent to a hundred dollars, a hundred and five dollars a barrel uh, as of today. And lastly for today, Bitcoin. Now that I'm big, a 5.65% to 39,503 a Bitcoin. The rest of cryptos selling off a little bit here as well, likely digesting some of that executive order that came out from uh, the White House yesterday, still digging into everything that's going on there. But folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.